You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. I don't think there's anything more important to start the show than this. Well, Jesse, it was an absolute free-for-all here in Eagle Pass today with a mass illegal crossing. Take a look at this stunning drone footage our team shot. One of the biggest mass illegal crossings we have ever seen during our coverage of the southern border. Thousands of illegal immigrants streaming into Eagle Pass. These people coming in from all over the world with no resistance whatsoever. Many of them telling us they're from Venezuela. All of them telling us they arrived in northern Mexico via train this morning. And take a look at this video we shot on the ground as this group arrived. Again, thousands of them all at once, predominantly single adult men, mass crossing. Do you see why I'm starting the show with this? Illegally here in the Eagle Pass, where the Democrat mayor out here has now called for a state of emergency and is demanding the Biden administration change policies. Also in Eagle Pass, take a look at this mugshot here. An illegal immigrant who crossed here is now charged with murder, a homicide that happened here in Eagle Pass on Monday. CBP sources telling us this 64-year-old illegal immigrant from Peru was first arrested by Border Patrol back in May for crossing illegally here in Eagle Pass, but then he was released with a notice to appear and a court date in 2025. He is now arrested and charged with murder. And back out here, Jesse, the White House claims they are making progress and, quote, stopping the flow here at our southern border, but the reality on the ground simply does not support that. Any country that would enable this sort of a breach of the southern border, any any government that is in charge of uh, and presides over this is not a legitimate government, is not a legitimate government that uh, cares about its uh, citizenry uh, and their sovereignty and their safety. We are being invaded illegally on our southern border by millions of people. If they wore uniforms and had guns, this would be a military invasion. They don't have the uh, uniforms and the guns, but it is still an invasion, many of them criminal. But the one thing about all of them is that they have responded to policy. I said this during uh, during Obama's administration. I said the only thing that causes this massive increase in the southern border is policy. It's not about climate change. It's not about all the other BS that, uh, that the Democrat Party wants to say, and they've been doing this for a long time. When Donald Trump was in office, he was able to slow it down to a trickle. And now they've wholesale opened the southern border. There is no better example of this government rejecting you, you as a citizen of the United States of America, than this. Now, I used to think that this was about Democrat votes. Everybody thought it was about Democrat votes. And, of course, the uh, Democrat Party said, oh, yeah, they're just afraid of white replacement, and all that stuff. And don't get me wrong, they, uh, they want to give every illegal coming across the border a driver's license, and that's why states like Pennsylvania have suddenly decided to let you automatically get a registered to vote when you get your driver's license. Do you see what I'm doing here? Do you see what I'm saying here? So there's a little bit of that. And then there's another uh, theory that I've been postulating, and, and many have, and there is this uh, element... Uh, by two communists in the 1960s who came up with a strategy called Cloward and Piven, and that is to overwhelm the system to collapse it. Don't you think maybe that's going on? 
a debt that is now $33 trillion, a southern border that is wide open, Democrat policies that have resulted in the collapse of America's big cities. This uh, immigration crisis is is blowing up and, and could bankrupt cities like New York City and Chicago while their citizens suffer. And instead of Eric Adams or uh, Brandon Johnson in Chicago saying, hey, Mr. Biden, shut down the southern border. What they're saying is send us more government money because we're fine with our citizens being victimized as long as we have enough money to pay for these illegals to be here. That's what we're experiencing right now. You know as well as I do that I, I try to every day come in with a, a positive outlook on everything and offer some solutions and guidance. But what's happening on our southern border right now is something that must be addressed by Congress now. And it must be addressed by states like Texas. Unfortunately, Arizona is screwed because uh, they have a, a governor in office who I don't believe was legitimately elected. You know, and if you want to just pay attention to the uh, to all of the uh, facts and all of the evidence and the 65 percent of voting machines in one county on Election Day breaking down that county favoring the GOP and it didn't happen in any other counties in the entire country. So you guys in Arizona, you're kind of hosed. You other border states, you're kind of hosed. Texas, Ken Paxton, he just was acquitted on faulty impeachment charges, 16 of them completely exonerated because he's one of the biggest enemies and, uh, and people who challenged the Biden administration and the, uh, the GOP run by the Bushes in, uh, in Texas. Now Ken Paxton, hopefully will do something to get Greg Abbott to say, get the damned National Guard down to the border and shut this off now. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. I was watching last night. I was sitting there watching TV, you know, and I'm, I'm taking a lot of notes. I literally uh, just stopped doing show prep two minutes ago, <laughs> you know, because that's, that's what I do. And I... And I was sitting there, and I, and I remember there were two times, uh, this being one of them, that I was watching television, and all of a sudden, everything went silent, and I got a cold shiver down my back. And I went, what is going on? The other time was when a Chinese spy balloon flew over our country unencumbered. And my immediate thought was, they want to blow off a, uh, a nuclear device in the atmosphere to shut down all of the electronic communication in our country. They, you know, so then that should be fairly uh, you know, uh, understandable. And, and uh, if you are considering uh, the state of the world and China, etc., that's what I thought. And then I watched as the balloon was allowed to fly over our nation's most secure military bases. The Defense Department is literally telling us they gathered no information. Do you believe them anymore? Do you believe anybody right now in the federal government at all? And then the second time that that chill and the silence hit me was watching Eagle Pass and seeing all of the people coming across the southern border. And then I realized this just wasn't about votes. This is a war we're in right now. We are in the middle of a civil war. And our reaction to it is the only thing that is going to uh, right this ship. 
And right now there are uh, some people in Congress who are attempting to right this ship. But you and I have got to be aware right now. And we've got to be prepared for any eventuality. Peacefully, by the way. Of course, peacefully. Do I still think that we are going to come through this? Of course I do. Because I believe we're stronger and bigger than this. But we've never faced a challenge like this. We've never faced a party that hates America, is doing everything to embolden our enemies, while ignoring the desperate pleas of our citizens. It's very clear at this point. 800-922-6680. Last night on Newsmax, Eric Bowling. We had a reporter down in, uh, in Texas at the, uh, at the Eagle Pass, and they interviewed some of the people coming across the border. Now you're thinking, oh, these are people from Mexico. They're coming across, and they're going to do some work, and they're going to have roof houses, and they're going to put up drywall, and they're going to you know, do landscaping and all that stuff. No, not so much. And to be clear, these mostly men are coming from all over the world. Watch them say it themselves. Where are you from? India. You're India? And you? India. Where are you going? California. You? Senegal. Where are you going? Senegal. California. California. You? Uh, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Where are you going? Uh, New York. New York. Bangladesh. Where are you going? Bangladesh. Georgia. You? Bangladesh. Where are you going? Georgia. You? Jersey. New York. New York? Where are you from? Africa, Haiti. Where are you from? Senegal. Synagogue. You? Africa. Where are you going? Yeah. yeah, now what's going to happen when the gravy train runs out and all the tax uh, payer uh, dollars are done and the people who are getting $400 hotel rooms in New York and uh, $22,000 tent stays per month in New York? And now, by the way, in Chicago, Brandon Johnson sneaked in his own giant tent city for illegals. Did you know that? He did it already. Chicago voters, he already did it. Yeah. So what's going to happen when all the gravy train runs out and you're stuck here with a bunch of people who've come to the country, single men who don't speak the language, who possess no skills, who are unable to communicate, and they need to make a living? What do you suppose some of them might end up doing? If you said crime, oh, yeah, count on it. Count on it. It is remarkable. This is, a, 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 sorry, Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about uh, what is going on, on in our southern border and why we need to wake the hell up. We're seeing 17,800 Chinese nationals crossing into the U.S. this year. He's saying they could sow unrest if China invades Taiwan. Oh, absolutely. We have great concerns about who's coming into our country. We're very concerned about who the known gotaways are. Um, these could be Chinese spies. We're also having a briefing here in Congress this week. Speaker McCarthy is giving a classified briefing to all members of Congress about ISIS and an ISIS member helping bring people illegally into our country. There there is no doubt about it. Our country is being invaded, and we have a severe national security crisis. Newsmax right now is reporting, and I don't have all the details, but uh, uh, the Biden administration has granted temporary protected status for nearly a half million Venezuelan migrants, illegals, in our country. As you and I are struggling to put food on the table, as you and I have just gotten off of a government shutdown that killed thousands of our businesses, as you and I literally had all of our freedoms essentially taken away by the federal government, our right to religion, our right to assemble, our right to commerce, our right to free speech, 
And then in New York, I'll get to in a few minutes, Eric Adams. You know what Eric Adams did yesterday? Because some people in Staten Island said, we don't want illegals being housed at an old nursing home. Eric Adams called the people of Staten Island racist. <laughs> he called one borough, which, by the way, is uh, largely Republican. He called one borough racist yesterday. Yeah, while you're just wanting to live your life, while you're just wanting to live your life and walk down the street and not be robbed and not be carjacked in America's biggest cities run by Democrats, which are going to hell in a handbasket, do you think this is all organic? Because if you do, you're out of your mind. It's not organic. It's a plan. It's happening all over the place. It's how we react this is why so many people are, are motivated, so many people are angry, so many people are, well, uh, that's why Donald Trump is kicking butt in the polls. This is why RFK Jr. is beginning to kick butt in the polls for Democrats because the American people see there's something happening here and it ain't right. 800-922-6680. I've got uh, some audio from Eric Adams, what's going on in New York, uh, some news about what Joe Biden is doing with regard to the coming election and the uh, hiring of two ex-CIA agents who um, lied about Hunter Biden's laptop and fed that information to uh, some others and signed a letter to prevent uh, Joe Biden uh, from, from being exposed to that. I can go on and on. Joe Biden establishing a new uh, gun control office. I mean, yeah, yeah, all of this stuff. And like I said, I normally like to take the, the, the lighter end of things. And don't get me wrong, we will have some fun today. But I want to know your thoughts. How are you feeling right now? Everything hunky-dory with you? Rick, you hold on. You will be next. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. And, uh, of course, uh, Eagle Pass. Maybe you never heard of Eagle Pass before. Declared a state of emergency. Shocking photo show. Overwhelmed by migrants. 4,000 streaming across the border today. Mayor Orlando Salinas of Eagle Pass signed an emergency declaration after the surge of migrants started arriving over the weekend. We don't have the uh, sources or the funds to do it. Isn't it kind of interesting that uh, Joe Biden was in uh, New York City and he was offering to throw billions of dollars at the World Bank and Ukraine and all of these things, and when Eric Adams is going to him hat in hand, begging, 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 please send us some more money because we're going to go bankrupt and we have to cut firefighting and we have to cut all these emergency services and all of this, rather than him saying, I shut down the damn border because we can't handle it, Eric Adams has said, just send us more money. And you know what Joe Biden did? He blew him off. Okay, so uh, I hate to tell you this, New York City, the other day a man was, uh, was interviewed on the streets and he was yelling, nobody is going to help us. And if you think the, the federal government is going to help you in any way, shape, or form, when this comes to your town, you're out of your mind. Because the federal government isn't saying anything about fentanyl poisoning that killed 84 people last month in San Francisco and close to 1,000 people last year. And why isn't the federal government saying anything? Inner city crime is out of control. Children stealing cars in Washington, D.C. Car theft up over 100. I've, I've heard up to 800%. Murder up 38%. What's the federal government saying? Nothing at all. Because they're standing here waiting for the collapse that they're precipitating. 
This is what it says to me. And you know what? I've got a hell of a BSO meter. And uh, I've been right on COVID. I've been right on Russia collusion. I've been right on all of the stuff that the government said we couldn't talk about because our opinion was misinformation and disinformation. And I just think it's, it's just time to say we're done. We're done. We're done. We see it. We get it. We're done. This is why I say 74% of the American people believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. So 74% of us Democrats and Republicans who love the country have to come together to save her. As far as the leftists and Marxists who are trying to take us down, screw them. We'll run over them like speed bumps. Let's go to Rick in Essex. Hello, Rick. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob Carson, man. You are great. Okay, I got to tell you, I've been listening to you since you got on this radio show, but I never got a chance to call you. First time calling. All right, very good. First thing first, I love Newsmax. Uh, Greg Kelly is the best guy there. Uh, no offense. No, no, he's great. No, no, he's great. I've got a weekend show. It's a comedy show. It's completely different, but go ahead. I watch yeah. it too, but I'm saying but Greg Kelly yeah. is the best. Uh, Thank you. No offense to you. Anything. No, no, not at all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do I, anything else? I came, okay, I came from India in this country in 1988. Yes. And I came here, my uncle, when I was 20 years old. My uncle told me Democrats are the best thing for us. And I, I listened to him. And then mm-hmm. I learned from Rush Limbaugh. Yes. Rush Limbaugh changed my life. Yes. He literally <laughs> changed who I am. Yeah. I became conservative. Yes. I did not know anything about that conservatism until I listened to him. He yes. explained things so well. I yeah. spoke to him once in my life. And he actually, me and him, we cried because the way I explained to him. Like, it was so well explained, like, what he did to my life. Yes. Uh, I learned my life that it is Democrats, all they want is people. They just want people and use them. Yes, exactly. Rick, I got to run. I I do appreciate your phone call. Uh, I wish I had more time for you, but uh, this is not the way we immigrate into the country. What's happening in the southern border right now is not the American dream. It's the American nightmare. Tom in Annapolis, you hold on. Eric Adams in New York City on the way. Then we're going to get into congressional testimony yesterday. Merrick Garland, what a joke. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson, proud to introduce a new podcast sponsor, Vault U.S. Gold. Vault U.S. Gold is a new breed of gold dealer. They've been in the industry for years and they hate the questionable sales tricks and tactics some dealers use. Vault U.S. Gold was created to offer fair and honest deals to their customers. What makes them different? Well, first, they don't pay their salespeople commissions so they can focus on helping you, not lining their own pockets. Second, your needs are a priority. They ask you about your preferences, tolerance for risk, and ultimate goals. They create a custom written proposal that details exactly what you are buying and the current price. Few dealers are that transparent because they don't want you to see their huge markups. And if you're thinking about adding gold to your IRA account, this is the right team. They're specialists in gold IRAs. Give Vault U.S. Gold a call at 833-511-4653. That's 833-511-4653. 5114653 mention you heard about them on my show for a free gift or visit them online at www. 
VaultUSGold.com. That's VaultUSGold.com. This is Staten Island, New York. Yeah. So uh, Tuesday night, a group of protesters came out because uh, they uh, they blocked a bus carrying migrants headed to a former senior living facility. The residents' demonstration ultimately led to an altercation with local police enforcement. Ten protesters taken into custody. All right, so this is the same kind of crap that the left does. They did in the summer of 2020 uh, across the country. They still do. They try to stop traffic. They invaded Kevin McCarthy's office the other day. They never have any problem with it. But this happened in uh, Staten Island because people are done. People are finished with it. Of course, of course, uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, blamed it on them. I want you to listen to what he called the, the people of Staten Island. He said that they're racist. Now, in any of the footage you hear of the Staten Island protests, there's no racial anything. They do say you're not welcome, you are illegal. That's absolutely fair. Nobody called them a pejorative about their race. Nobody said any it's ugly American nonsense, which is what Democrats always say. They always think the worst of America, and they're always proven wrong. But here's the glorious mayor of New York City, the sanctimony city that he wanted, and now his butt's getting burned, and so he's blaming everybody but himself. And I need us to get through this together. And how we get through it is not what we saw in Staten Island last night, where people are banging and using derogatory terms to identify people based on their ethnicity. No, they didn't. Nobody did. You know why? Because nobody in New York does that. Because it's been a melting pot since its creation. And for you to suddenly say that it isn't, after 9-11, when everybody came together, or, or when, when uh, uh, officers of, uh, of all uh, uh, races and creeds rushed into the towers to save people, they didn't say, I'm not going in if there's some black people. Are you out of your mind, Mayor? Do you know what you're saying about the people of New York? That is not who we are as a city. We're 8.3 million people that are tolerant and acceptable. Yeah, yeah, we are, and they always have been. But uh, this isn't about being tolerant. This is about blowing up the border and and uh, creating chaos and destroying the lives of your citizenry. And all you want is more federal money. It's not about protecting the people. It's not about uh, the fact that uh, migrants, illegals coming across the country haven't been vetted for criminal activity or diseases. I can keep going on and on. Giving them $450 hotel rooms and then sending them to a tent city that costs $22,000 a month for one person. While people in, in New York are sleeping on the streets in ATM vestibules, uh, they, are, they are homeless. Many people who are addicted, a lot of people of color. Screw you guys. You're on your own, man. Screw you. Let's go to uh, Tom in Annapolis, Maryland. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hi there. Yeah, thanks Thanks for uh, holding on to me. I, I'm a retired yeah. military officer, and I'm not bragging, but I was a line officer with collateral duties as anti-terrorism force protection and uh, and uh, intel officer. So I'm, I'm speaking from a little experience. Yeah. This is like the invasion of Norway back in the early, late 30s and early 40s. The SS and the Waffen and the Germans came across carrying skis, skis, ski boots, and ski poles, and it was uh, subterfuge because they were all 
warriors, and they took over Norway in a flash. What I'm saying is this is all, all designed by the Democratic Party and others who were related to communism to undermine our country. They're bringing in military aged males from 15 to 45, and if you look at how third world guys drafted, they get into the army at 15. They're trying to screw us over, and some fine night on a Friday night football game about 9 p.m., all these nice guys aged 15 to 45 are going to run around the country and attack fish in a barrel inside a gated high school school uh, stadium all over the country, and it's going to be time to hit the hit the games in Hawaii too. I've written about this in the Capitol. I've written about this in Baltimore Sun, and all I do is get laughed at. But you know, I hope the, the liberal, the white liberal uh, baby boomers who are my age are are supportive of America when their grandsons start getting drafted. Because there's no way that we can we can route out all the people that came across the border as quote-unquote peaceful males aged 15 to 45 or 50. We are screwing ourselves so badly, and I I think it goes back to Obama, who never liked the country. He's the puppeteer for the puppet in the White House, and it's just amazing that people will not wake up. Oh, I think they are. I think they are, Tom. I appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call. I think we are awake and we are really pissed off. To be quite honest, and I really I don't like to uh, make the show about this, but I do believe we, you know, and I'm looking out for my kids. You know, I'm I'm looking at the last the insanity of the last seven years, particularly the last three years, and and this. I mean, do you want to live like this? Do you want to live in this chaos? Do you do you want this? All of this, everything that we've been through. Do you think this is organic? Do you think this is normal, or do you think that maybe it's a fulfillment of a promise? You know, to fundamentally uh, change America. This is Dan Bongino last night on Newsmax with Eric Bowling. Let's be clear. We don't have a border. We have a freaking suggestion of a border. I mean, what's a border? It's like, do not stop. I mean, don't stop mm. here, please. Or or we'll say, do not stop again. Like, what, what, what we, we, this isn't a border. It's a sign. Uh, stop or what? We're going to give you a ride to New York or Chicago? That's not a border. It's a suggestion. It's not a real thing. We don't have immigration law in this country. We have it, but no one pays attention to it. And it makes people like, you know, uh, my wife, who, who came into the country legally, it makes them all look stupid. Yeah, hundreds of African migrants are sneaking into the U.S. in uh, broad daylight after exploiting immigration loophole, loophole in Nicaragua that allows them with, uh, to enter with no questions asked for $160. That's the price of uh, admission to the United States of America now is $160. I've got countless friends who waited years, decades, to hold their hand on a Bible and... Uh, and become citizens of America. Now it's $160 in Nicaragua. Defund Mexico now. Congress, uh, all of you idiots in Congress, and there are a few smart ones, but a good share of you are idiots and not friends of the country. Defund Mexico now. Say, line up that border, shut it down, or every ounce of aid goes to is taken from every Central and South American country and Mexico that is involved in this. Defund them all. That's it. Congress has the purse strings. You keep saying you can't do anything out the border. You've got the purse strings. Tell Mexico no more money. You're done. You're cut off until you shut off the border. How about that? 
Let's go to uh, Sean in Santa Cruz, the home of our glorious affiliate, uh, KSCO. Hello there, Sean. Welcome to the show, man. Uh, greetings from West Libertardia. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. How are you? Oh, fine. And uh, the other day you were remarking on this one scene of these two uh, people that were posting on social media as they were driving their car into other cars and running down bicyclists. Yeah, and killed the uh, 64-year-old man in uh, Las Vegas. There are two people in custody. One is uh, 17 and one is 16. Go ahead. And the thing that that reminded me of was actually a scene from Clockwork Orange where they steal a vehicle and are running people off the road. Yeah, it does kind of remind you of that, the chaos, doesn't it, Sean? Yeah, so yeah. that's that's... I'm just saying that this movie is kind of showing what we're living in right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's not that far off. George Orwell's 1984, not that far off as well. In fact, I would say that George Orwell would be like, son of a gun, I never thought about that stuff. That could have made my novel even better. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Donald Trump said on Wednesday he promises to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history in a pattern of the Eisenhower model. He said this, he says, well, on my inauguration, I will immediately terminate every open borders policy of the Biden administration. Following the Eisenhower model, we will carry out the largest domestic deportation ever. And we have to. We have to. Sorry. You don't get to stay. Uh, Chicago Democrat lawmakers want to model, I read this uh, yesterday, want to model migrant camps on New York's tents, tents shelters. Did you hear that? The Big Apple's facing a, uh, facing a $4 billion crisis this year. And guess what? Uh, Brandon Johnson quietly signed $26 million contract with a security form to build migrant camps in Chicago. So while you guys in Chicago are suffering with crime and smash and grab robberies and all of this, your, uh, your new socialist mayor, as businesses close down and he's suggesting we open a, a government-run grocery stores because crime has gotten so bad, he signed a deal with Garda World Firm, signed last week, includes at least six locations across the city with zones holding between 200 and 1,400 asylum seekers. It includes bedding, showers, three meals a day, and security. There you go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then, and then, uh, listen to this, listen to this. I'm just saying this is kind of, you know, interesting. Joe Biden, whose son presently faces felony gun charges, is uh, going to announce the creation of a federal gun control office ahead of 2024's election. Remember what I said, the uh, Albuquerque governor, or the, uh, the, uh, the New Mexico governor? How it was a trial balloon? She uh, just basically suspended the Second Amendment because of an emergency that per she perceived. Remember what I said that I said it was a trial balloon? Well, listen to this. According to the Washington Post, President Joe Biden, whose son presently facing gun charges, is going to announce this. The Hill reported in January a coalition of 117 gun control groups penned a letter <clears throat> to Biden asked for, for a federal office for gun violence prevention. And he pointed out, appointed a full-time director. They also demanded that the, the Biden declare a national emergency around gun violence and to ban foreign manufactured firearms that ostensibly have no sporting purpose. Stephanie Feldman, longtime Biden staffer, will likely helm the gun control office. 
Greg Jackson, the executive director of the gun control group Jackson Justice Action Fund, an outfit connected to the radical leftist Soros-funded Tides Foundation, is expected to hold a senior role in Biden's new office, along with Rob Wilcox, the senior director for federal government affairs for every town for gun safety. For years, we've advocated for a centralized team responsible for coordinating federal and state resources and mobilizing partners. This week, gun rights advocates John Lott, Representative Thomas Massey, noted the innocuous-sounding BSCA will radically change gun ownership, particularly since the Biden administration is trying to use the BSCA to implement universal background checks on all gun purchases and to track everyone who obtains a gun. It's, it's getting pretty real, isn't it? Isn't it getting a little real? This is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene about uh, stay in Mexico and what we're uh, experiencing right now. According to the Border Patrol, there were 9,300 migrant encounters at the border in the last 24 hours. That's 45,000 encounters in the last five days. Mr. Borelli, can New York take on just another 45,000 more illegal aliens? No, I think financially uh, and due to space concerns, uh, the uh, the inn is is full. Mr. Yeah. Lines, can Arizona house some more of these people and feed them and educate them? Right now, uh, Tucson is now shipping some of these people back into Yuma, and Yuma does not have any facilities. Nor do we have homeless shelters for these people. Uh, we don't have to take this. I would suggest you call your uh, senator, your representative today, and you hound them, and you say, fix the damn border. Fix the damn border. Screw the CR. Defund all of this nonsense. Defund this Ukraine nonsense. Defund uh, Mexico and all of these countries that are precipitating this overflow into our country. It's time that we said, no, we're done. Let's go to Larry in Ocean City, Maryland. Hello, Larry. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hey, Rob, uh, listen, uh, my wife is from uh, Peru, and uh, she speaks Spanish. She's a realty down there. We have property. And uh, the thing was that uh, uh, I think it was over uh, over 10 years ago when the uh, Venezuela just blew up, essentially, uh, 175,000 Venezuelans went to Peru trying to get uh, seek asylum. Yeah. I mean, and all they do is wash windows. Yeah, and and sooner or later they're going to be out of money and they don't speak the language and they're stuck in America. Oh, I'm sure you they're know. already, yeah. Absolutely, Larry. Thanks for the phone call. Joe Biden just said, gave the thumbs up to 500,000 Venezuelans. Uh, we've got Africans, we've got uh, we've got uh, Bangladeshis, we've got people from our enemy countries, from China, and they're all streaming across the southern border and 71% of them are military-aged males. And sooner or later, the gravy tray is going to run out, and they are going to be stuck here. And they are not going to be able to speak the language. And they are not going to be, uh, they do not have skills. And so what are they going to do? They're going to wreck the country. Uh, you got kids who, uh, who are being uh, ushered in by the thousands into schools like in New York City. They don't speak English at all. And your kid's education will be stunted because of it, because everything has to slow down. You know how I know this? My kids were in, in uh, Maryland schools for about five or six years. No, about eight years. And when they moved to Kansas, we saw how badly uh, their deficit was with regard to reading and math. 
So there's that. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. We'll get to all of the uh, audio from Capitol Hill yesterday with Merrick Garland, who is a disaster and needs to be impeached. Uh, several times yesterday, uh, he appears to have perjured himself. He was just so full of crap. He got so wrapped up in his lies, he didn't know which way was up. So <laughs> we'll get to that very shortly on the show. I do a bit of uh, interesting news that is not politically related. Uh, you know Bob Ross? Remember the guy who uh, painted those, uh, the guy with the wild afro? The white guy, he uh, he was on PBS, and he, he just painted with little flowers and he painted and he painted and you say I never really I never really watched his show that much I'd stumble on it because you know I grew up at a time when there were only three TV channels plus PBS and you were desperate you'd watch you know whatever whatever and Bob Ross would show up it was very delightful you know it was a nice show it's just him painting and you kind of sit there and you go oh my god look at he just created a painting and all that you want to guess what his first painting sold for sold for at auction <laughs> are you ready this guy, he painted it in 30 minutes. It was the very first one that he did on TV. It's called A Walk in the Woods. You want to guess how much? Would you believe $10 million? <laughs> $10 million for a bra Ross painting. He's got like 400 more, by the way. I, I, I saw this woman. One person who knew him owns all of them. And would I like to have a Bob Ross play, painting? Hey, you know, sure, sure. Am I going to pay a ton of money for it? Eh, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so, but it is kind of cool. $10 million. For a Bob Ross. And I hear that an original Dogs Playing Cards could sell over th- for like $300. No, actually, I think the original Dog Selling Cards, I, mean, I think it sold for like a couple hundred Gs a few years ago. The original Dogs Playing Cards, which I saw at the dog groomer yesterday. Oh, this is some good news. Mother of uh, the majority of Virginia likely voters say Susanna Gibson, the House delegate candidate who performed hardcore porn online to raise money, should drop out of the office. Yeah, apparently they're saying, I don't think so. Uh, outlets like the New York Times uh, stepped in and, and said that basically this was a leaked sex tape. Not a leaked sex tape when she was uh, when she was actually getting money for it, by the way. And Jim Gossett has put this together for us. 67% of women want her out. Porn free, Virginia's demanding. 51% of men say the same. Huh. Don't want to be <laughs> handing a seat to a gal who does porn. 62% of black voters want her gone. Pretty flexible, though. You got to give her that. Opposition is forming. They don't want her in the house. Wait, you can do that? Really? Okay, here's a dollar. Drop out. Susanna should do it. Goodbye, Susanna. She probably blew it when she didn't tell the truth. Five dollars. What? Disservice. That's what you would do us. Yeah. Why not get back to us? So she is out. And we are out as well. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is the Rob Carson Show. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. 
every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This, my friends, would be hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Much to get to, including, of course, uh, yesterday, Merrick Garland on Capitol Hill. He knows nothing. He knew nothing. He got caught in a whole bunch of impossibilities that if he were telling the truth, it would be impossible for him to do that. So clearly he wasn't telling the truth. So there is uh, there is that. And uh, last hour was pretty hot. We talked a lot about the uh, illegal uh, invasion in our southern border that is uh, is becoming uh, increasingly desperate and dangerous. And so if you want to hear the podcast of that, uh, we put the podcast of the entire show uh, in the show or later in the afternoon and just go to newsmax.com slash listen if you would like uh to listen to the first hour or all of the show all of the show because trust me it's gonna be it's gonna get good it's gonna get really good yeah did you hear this you know uh uh Alejandro Mayorkas he's the guy who came up with the uh the disinformation bureau right he came up with this office called the uh, disinformation bureau and he decided and he hasn't been removed from office yet he decided that the federal government was going to partner with a lot of universities and other uh other organizations to shut down free speech he shut down free speech on the uh the social media websites they were uh, not only threatened and coerced, but some went voluntarily. God knows uh, Facebook did it. They they gave uh, $420 million to uh, Democrat uh, voting areas so they can, uh, they called it Zuck Bucks and all that stuff. So uh, the Alejandro Mayorkas and the FBI and other government agencies owned social media, told you what you could and couldn't say for a couple of years. And, uh, and of course, created that disinformation governance board, which was well underway by the time it was discovered when he was questioned in Congress last year. So this is what we're up against. But Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced a new Homeland Security Intelligence Experts Group and 17 members. Two of those members just happened to be Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, who, by the way, voted as a communist in the 1970s. My friend Chris Plant likes to say that. He's a leftist through and through. He's a government apparatchik, and I believe a very dangerous man. Former CIA Director John Brennan. Clapper and Brennan were both key individuals who pushed the false Russian narrative during the Trump administration, claiming the 2016 was stolen and claimed Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Clapper lied under oath during congressional uh, testimony about the federal government spying on American citizens. Brennan called Trump a traitor, implying he should be put to death. The DHS has 260,000 employees. I think the DHS has... um, I think the DHS has uh, effectively worn out its usefulness at this point. Sorry, 
uh, you, you're around since what? Uh, after 9-11, and what have you done? Well, look what's happened to the southern border. Yeah, probably time to take it down, especially after the whole disinformation governance board. And this is all related to this. You know, we we thinking about this, you know, Joe, Donald Trump is four indictments all of a sudden out of nowhere, following seven years of persecution and prosecution, two impeachments that were failed. One was actually to cover up a crime of Joe Biden's with Burisma. And then Joe Biden said this, oh, about a year ago. I want you to listen to this and, and realize how ominous this is. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run. Uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. So he's talking about Donald Trump in November of last year. It's I know Greg he's Kelly. Kind of and talking, blah, 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 blah. but we broke it down and we made a mini transcript of those comments, and they're rather chilling. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. If he does run, I'm making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of our Constitution, does not become the next president again. That sure isn't saying we're going to beat him at the ballot box, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And you know what they're doing? The Democrat Party is is literally changing election laws, primary laws. So RFK Jr. has no chance of getting even on the ballot, let alone being debated. Yeah, this is your country. So you got a guy in office right now and a, a cabal of leadership that want to prevent Donald Trump from being a candidate, want to prevent the, another candidate uh, from the Democrat Party, which means they are effectively taking over our elections. That's what they want to do. They are going to give all of us one choice, and that is Joe Biden. And does this come as a surprise? Because remember last year, Joe Biden went and he spoke in front of Independence Hall. And I and I said, why would Joe Biden go speak in front of Independence Hall, uh, bathe it in red light, feature a couple Marines on either side of him, and uh, and a deliberate takedown of half of the country as enemies of the state? The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. Why is this? Why is that? Why would they call you and me MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy? It's because what every, every dictatorial regime has ever done, they, they take down, they tear down their political opponents and sick their political opponents on them. That's what's going on. And, you know, I, I'm bringing this up because you've you got to be aware of it. And then now you've got these uh, 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 Alejandro Mayorkas announcing the Homeland Security Intelligence Experts Group. And, uh, and here's some reaction here. This is, let me see, I got to, oh, this is Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino talking about why would this happen? The left is about hierarchy, not hypocrisy. They don't care about hypocrisy. They don't care at all that you expose them, right? So with that, this is actually a totally predictable move. Three guys who signed a letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop signed for by Hunter Biden with Hunter Biden's pictures, Hunter Biden's texts, Hunter Biden's emails, uh, a sticker from the Biden family on the back signed for by Hunter Biden with his address and phone number on it <laughs> wow. actually belonged to a Russian guy. And 
supposedly intelligence officials in what must be the greatest play on words of all time, three of them said that was Russian intel, are now back into the government. Yeah. A normal person's like, this is crazy. It's like not normal. No, no one would actually appoint these three idiots. But when you understand the left, the left's goal is hierarchy. It's to show you they're on top of you in the power chain. And the best way to give you the double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger is to take three guys who mocked you by claiming the laptop was Russian disinformation and bring them back into the government just to mock you. When you understand the left, this is entirely predictable. Of- yeah, and by the way, the fact that these two have been appointed by Alejandro Marcus means that the, uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, the intelligence agencies and law enforcement are down with being involved in this election. I got to wonder why uh, Gavin Newsom is like, you know, hey, I, I'm all behind Joe Biden. Yeah, maybe they're trying to put the fix in it. That's what it says to me. I don't know. 800-922-6680. Last night, a gentleman named uh, Garrett Ventry was on with uh, Jesse Waters to talk about uh, Clapper and Brennan. Clapper and Brennan here, these are the same guys who lied essentially about everything over the last eight years to do with Donald Trump. They said he was a Russian asset. That was baseless. That was a lie. They said that his campaign colluded with Russia. That was a lie. They spied on his campaign and they lied about it. That's true. In 2020, they labeled the accurate New York Post reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop story, Russian disinformation. And we now know and have known for years that that was, again, accurate. We're seeing it before our eyes right now with the (laughs) DOJ, with Georgia, with the New York cases trying to indict President Trump. The backdrop here is interesting. Number one, what's happening? I told you it was a conspiracy. The deep state and the Democrats fear President Trump more than anyone. Oh, yes, and they should. He's in the polls. He's up 50 against Ron DeSantis in, in most GOP primary polls. And he's beating Joe Biden in CNN, CBS, and your recent Fox News poll. So, again, they fear him there. The second thing that's happening that's very interesting right now is the impeachment inquiry and the GOP investigations, which continue to get closer to Joe Biden. They allege that he was involved in a bribery scheme. We have bank statements showing that Biden family members got millions of dollars from China, Russia. There's no evidence of that. Oh, yeah, there is. In Ukraine. And we know from Devin Archer's testimony, Joe Biden lied about his knowledge and involvement. He was put on speakerphone. He attended dinner. So, of course, they're getting clapper and they're getting Brennan back in the game here to try to take on President Trump again. Oh, yeah. It's not about taking on Trump. It's about uh, it's about taking away your choice. That's really what it's all about. This is Lee Smith last night on the uh, on the same program talking about why these two criminals have been appointed. And I think it's important to, to when we look at Clapper and Brennan, we're not just talking about 2016 and 2020. John Brennan was also Barack Obama's intelligence guy from the beginning, even before Barack Obama entered the White House. So what's happening here? There's a show of a show of force from the national security apparatus. But I also think it's useful to read this as an endorsement of from Barack Obama. Don't worry, Joe. We got your back. We're taking care of this. We're looking out for you. We're going to do whatever we can with the Internet, and whatever we can with censorship to get you across the line. There you go. There you go. That's why uh, maybe Gavin Newsom was no, so nonchalant, assured that we should put everything behind Joe Biden. Uh-huh. And uh, one more soundbite from this uh, Lee Smith about John Brennan. It's also a signal. Uh, it's a signal to Biden supporters, especially Washington elites. This is one of the things he's signaling right now. This is who John Brennan is. He's been hand-in-hand with, Ob- with Obama since 2008. Remember, he was uh, Homeland Security Advisor before he got the nod as CIA Director. So it's not just that he's career CIA and it's career CIA speaking. It is the national security apparatus 
but it's also Barack Obama who's speaking here. Yeah, we have to purge these intel characters out of our elections and out of our politics because yeah. they've completely taken over. Yeah, yeah. And it should be fairly obvious to you. Um, and, and if you if you look at polling, uh, uh, a very large percentage of the American people don't believe Joe Biden got 81 million votes. I'm not going to get into the 2020 election, but clearly the federal government and the FBI and the DOJ and the intelligence agency have been involved in elections for a very long time. It should be very obvious at this point. And, and it, it should be very obvious that they're up to something. Duh. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly. 800-922-6680. Um, I've got a lot of other things I want to get to. We do, I do want to get to the uh, Merrick Garland testimony yesterday. I think uh, uh, before that, we'll get to what's going on with uh, the budget. Because, you know, there's the budget thing going on and a lot of fighting in, uh, in Congress. Uh, Matt Gates was interviewed at, uh, on Capitol Hill yesterday. And he said that you'll recall yesterday... And I'm not, I'm not for shutting the government down. I don't want the government to shut down. But please uh, understand why so many people in America don't give a damn. Because the federal government shut you and me down for a couple years. Kept our kids in masks. Kept our kids away from schools. Kept your business closed. Couldn't, you couldn't go to theaters or concerts. You couldn't go to church. So when you say, oh, my God, the government's going to close, most people say, okay, screw it. Because, honestly, we've been through hell. We've been through hell. So, honestly, uh, don't even care. Watch it burn. Honestly, people are like, eh, I don't even care. Really, what's the worst thing that could happen compared to what we've been through, what the government put us through? You know, the same thing when you, when you go fill your car with gas. And it costs uh, $4 a gallon rather than $1.87 like when Trump was. There you go. That's another way right there. It is, uh, it is unbelievable. And this is Matt Gates, and he says, basically, uh, there's going to be a shutdown. Get used to it. Seeing some progress toward that end. So you're sensing there's going to be a government shutdown? Yes. Uh, that we will have a government shutdown, and it is absolutely Speaker McCarthy's fault. Uh -oh. We cannot blame Joe Biden for not having moved our individual spending bills. We cannot blame House Democrats. We can't even blame... Chuck Schumer in the Senate. We were entirely in control of whether or not to be on schedule with single-subject spending bills, and we didn't. And that's not a bug of the system. That's a feature of the system, because the lobbyists and the special interests who own Kevin McCarthy want us to have this all jammed up at the end yep. so that power is centralized, and then the donors get paid off, and the, the interests of the American people get subjugated. That's why we haven't had individual spending bills since, like, 1997. Yeah, and I think we're, we're kind of tired of it, aren't you? Aren't you kind of tired of it? I'm kind of tired of it, because it's always the same old, same old. We'll shut the government down, the world's going to come to an end, and Republicans will get blamed for it. And Republicans are now saying, we've been their punching bag of the left for 30 years. Screw it. How bad are going to get and the american people are saying i don't really care because at this point all i care about is putting groceries on my table and gas in my car and staying in my house without it being repossessed let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show rage against the machine which is what we need to do and the machine would be the deep state washington dc democrat party and many rhinos thank you very much uh, let's go to Gene in Towson, Maryland. Hello there, Gene. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, how you doing, Rob? Good. Glorious. What's up? Um, just two things. Uh, the Democrats are having a problem with their uh, sanctuary cities. Why don't they put these uh, immigrants on planes at night 
and uh, fly them over to Ukraine since Ukraine owes us. <laughs> there you go. Why not? We're sending a lot of money to Ukraine. Uh, exactly. Joe Biden Joe Biden didn't send any money to New York or any of these other cities he's helped to destroy with his sanctuary policy and his open border. Send him over That's to Ukraine. Exactly I got no problem right. with sending him to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, what would it matter, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, let me ask you this. I mean, when you look at this, uh, all of these things that are happening to us right now, with the open southern border, the collapse of America's cities, uh, all of this, what, what, do you, what does your gut tell you? How are you feeling right now? Uh, going into this election year, about the country, the state of the country, is there anything? Is there anything causing you unease? Yeah, I, I, you see a lot of these third world countries. They're they firebomb and they're shooting and they're doing all kinds of deals. And yeah. once they get over here and they're not getting everything they want, I do believe that that stuff would start over here because they're going to riot and everything. Yeah, they're doing it. They've already been doing it in France and England. Dear God, man, you get people in there, millions of immigrants, and they don't have any, they don't speak the language. They don't speak a common language. They have no skills. They have a sense of entitlement because they came here in New York City and places like that, put them up in five star hotels for yeah. a month. Yeah, you're, you're, we're, we're in for a lot of trouble. We are. And, and I got to tell you, we cannot have this border open through the end of Joe Biden's presidency. It cannot happen. It's got to be shut down. I don't give a crap what it takes. And it, it may take, uh, you know, governors like Greg Abbott doing something. And it may take hundreds of thousands of good old boys, uh, whether they be white, black or otherwise, maybe ex-military, ex-police to head down to the border and say, I want to help out. Make me deputize me to shut down the damn border and save our country. Exactly. That's what I, think, anyway. I love it. All right, all right, bro. Thanks um, for the phone call. Just, oh, go ahead. Just go ahead. One thing. Um, they did find so much coke on uh, Hunter when he was at the White House, July fourth. He yes. tripped and fell and made his own chalk outline. Did he? <laughs> that's nice, Gene. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, all right. You, thanks sir. for the call. Thanks for the call, bro. It's like, Hunter, did you just eat a, a, a powdered donut and, like, try to stick it up your nose? What the hell happened? That was, that was nice. We needed a little levity there. Uh, this is Tim Burchett. He is a congressman talking about the uh, the budget, and they're trying to, you know, do this CR thing, and, and they're trying to basically give the uh, government uh, $1.41 trillion for the next uh, 30 days, which amounts to $18 trillion a year. So that's their CR. Give the government even more for... For the month while they try to dither and create a another budget while they're actually all they're trying to do is distract us and they're going to do the same omnibus bullcrap again they just think that in a month we won't even remember yeah um, uh, the packages you described i mean we take in around five trillion dollars a year and conservative estimates say we're probably going to spend seven trillion dollars a year we just pa passed uh, $33 trillion in debt. It's on CNN. We've had these bipartisan blue ribbon committees in the past, ma'am. The reality, ma'am, we've known this day, September 30th. I mean, it comes around every year. Yep. Yet, what did we do with the month of August? We yeah. went home. We worked from home. We did constituent service back home. I worked, probably work harder at home than I do here, but still. <laughs> Welcome we spent to the it. whole month of August at home. We come back in. We said, we'll never do this. We're not going to be like the Democrats. And yet here we are. And here's yeah. what will happen. Yeah. We'll pass a continued resolution. We'll come back in 30 days, pass yep. another continued resolution. Well, and, and then we'll try to pass what's called an omnibus. And this is what gets us tell in $33 trillion in debt, ma'am. We pass these huge packages. 
It, like Nancy Pelosi said, we got to pass it so we know what's in it. You read down until you find what's in your district, and then you vote for the bill. Well, look, That's I, why we're $32 trillion in the hole. Yeah, I think we're damn sick and tired of it. Chris Markowski, the host of the Watchdog on Wall Street radio show and the president of Markowski Investments to talk about the economy, uh, the southern border, and other stuff. Uh, the phone number is 800-922-6680. We started with rage. We go out with Audio Slave. Back in a few, this is the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, Mr. Chris Markowski, the host of The Watchdog on Wall Street, president of our Markowski Investments, and pretty cool dude. Chris, how are you today, man? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, uh, I'm a little upset, at, and I think you probably should be too, uh, Eric Adams uh, essentially calling the people of Staten Island racist because they didn't want a bunch of illegals shipped into an old nursing home and into a giant camp encampment that cost $22,000 a month per illegal as we watch uh, New York descend into chaos with hotels like the Roosevelt being overtaken by homeless, closed, or by uh, illegals, uh, closed uh, the restaurants and then and all. What are you? How, how's the mood in New York right now with all of this nonsense? Well, it, it's not good, and I, I'm not. You know, it's hard to, to to look for things where you try to like boycott things. You know, when it's difficult, certain companies, certain companies you can, but uh, you also have the uh, the city council looking to tear down every uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Peter Stuyvesant, every single statue uh, down and, and have them removed. And at that point in time, I, I won't go in there again. Uh, I'm just not. I, I can't do it anymore. But, yeah, the overall wow. mood is people are ticked off. I mean, they are. Neighborhoods are being overrun. Uh, hotels are being taken over. I, you know, I've got uh, uh, people that I know, a lot of friends, whatnot, Upper West Side, Upper East Side. It's not the same. They can't handle it. And, you know, you, you, they deserve this. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody's patting them. All the good liberals patting themselves on the back, how virtuous they are. Virtue signaling, oh, we're a sanctuary city. Look at how awesome we are. But now that it's smacked them upside the head, they're upset. They don't know what to do with it. And, and Adams, he can't even get a meeting with Biden. There's no money. Oh. That's there. Now they're in the streets. It's a mess. Buddy, I got to tell you, you know, you, you these uh, these left leaning politicians like Eric Adams and uh, and London Breed and all these people, they they've been completely down with Joe Biden and the Democrat Party and the open border and all that. And then when a crisis happens, look what happens to Joe Biden. Eric Adams standing there, hat in hand, looking like a desperate little puppy dog as Joe Biden comes in, has a little dinner, disrupts traffic, promises billions of dollars to the United Nations and the World Bank and doesn't say a damn thing to Eric Adams. That has got to have some people just going, seriously, what the heck? Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I, you know, I lived in the city a long time ago for, for about 10 years, and I, I was there and I watched the transformation uh, when Rudy Giuliani was mayor of the city and watched the city you know, just get you know, nicer and nicer and nicer, no-go zones no longer becoming no-go zones and just, you know, how great it was. And to watch it go from, you know, de Blasio and now to Adams, and it's, it's a disaster. It, it really is. I, I can't even recognize certain areas anymore. 
It's um, to me, it's it's such a sad statement. I'm not from New York. You are, uh, you know, you're a New York resident, and you are very close to New York. And and I remember when I was a kid, you know, I always looked at New York City as the the great American experiment. It's where Ellis Island was. It's where people came together. New York was celebrated in movies. I remember when I was in high school. You know, you watch Ghostbusters, and there was this pride and community in New York City. They're proud of New York City. There are million, dozens of movies filmed in New York. What you know, and then 9/11 happened, and we knew knew that 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 love for humanity that there no no racial lines but the the love uh, for humanity uh was there as as 350 firefighters rushed into two buildings uh without even thinking about it without saying you know i think there might be some black people in there many of them knew they were going to die and they did it and then rudy giuliani got them together and here we are here we are 20 years later rudy giuliani is under all sorts of indictments uh he is he is being uh demonized by the press and by officials and new york city is being overrun it is almost unbelievable when you think about it chris it really is to not only to new yorkers but the rest of us it's just overrun it's, it's just the demise the business that have left um you know the financial firms that have have left town um you know my old neighborhood like the upper east side it just you know you look go right down the, you know, the avenues anymore and there's storefront after storefront that is that is shut down that's closed when it used to be so electric and, and, and vibrant um, you know, people everywhere. I, I, I go in, I've got to go, you know, i got to go to do Maria Bartiromo's show. And that's 6th Avenue, Fox News. And it's right near Radio City Music Hall, Rockefeller Center. When I get out of the car early in the morning and i got to look and i got to see people shooting up in the streets, that wasn't the case. It, it wasn't the case years ago by any stretch. That would never happen. It was cops walking the beat. It was safe. And you felt safe. You don't anymore. Yeah, you, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Let's just put it that way. Well, Chris, what do you what do you think is going to happen? I mean, how far is this going to go before before we're able to turn it around? Uh, you know, I hope I hope we are. It looks like people are beginning to really speak up, but but you got to kind of wonder how bad it's going to get before things get uh, get turned around. I, I, it's hard to say. I mean, it's, it's almost like the, you know the, the old they, they talk about you know with you know drugs or alcohol, you got to hit rock bottom, and we yeah. you know think we're going to hit rock bottom, and we haven't. I mean, you take a look at you know San Francisco. I mean, every month they're breaking records with people dying of drug overdoses. Now got that that drug crank. It's in New York, yeah. and people skin rotting away. Philadelphia, all these urban areas. Uh, listen, I, I don't live there anymore, I know, I know. and it's, it's I know. sad to me, but until the people of those areas decide to, to make a change, it's not going to change. You know, I, I, had a long, I did a long bit on this this past week. Um, you know, I get you know, phone calls and emails like you do, I'm sure, from places around the country that are overrun and complaining in California about the government regulations with gig workers or business owners that have fast food places, and they complain, they complain, they complain. And it takes me back to one of my favorite comedians from the 1980s, Sam Kinison. Uh, yes. And he was talking about uh, Africa, and, and you know, at that point in time, all the aid was going there. He says, don't send them food, don't, don't send them money, send them U-Hauls. Tell them to where, move to where the food is. And it's the same yes. thing right now, people. If you live in one of those areas and you can't stand it anymore, get yourself a U-Haul and move to where they appreciate entrepreneurs and people that cre- actually create jobs and are the doers. That's what you have to do to do it.
You're a money dude, so uh, obviously uh, $33 trillion debt and now Congress, Republican, dithering. They've had months to get to uh, September the 30th, and now they're talking about a government shutdown. Uh, what needs to happen? What do you, what do you think needs to, be, to happen with regard to uh, GOP leadership and, uh, and getting through this, uh, this budgetary process? Uh, and and is, a, is a shutdown inevitable? Matt Gates says it is. If it is, it is. I mean, I, quite frankly, I, I, you know, I'm so sick and tired of talking about it. I'm sure you are as well, <laughs> yes. talking about government shutdowns. Yes. It's all like yes. a big charade to me. It really is. Yeah. I don't know if they're putting on a show for the media anymore. Nothing. I don't trust, quite frankly, any of them. Very few. Yeah, I got my Rand Paul. And there's, there's a few others out there. But most of them, they, they, they tell you they're, they're interested in cutting spending. But do you take a look right now? Even the proposal by the Republicans, uh, all of the major pork barrel projects are going to Republican districts. They're just as bad. When are the Republicans going to pull back and stop spending so much damn money in Ukraine? I mean, we've we got problems of our own here in this country. $100 billion is not enough. Is this going to be another open checkbook type of a situation? We're going to get into another you know, uh, a war on terror, $8 trillion blown in, in Afghanistan and Iraq for, for what? For nothing? I mean, yeah. it's... it's it's gotten out of control at this yeah, point. Yes, um, it really is. The country is out of control. Yeah. Uh, let me let me play a, an audio soundbite. This is from Rand Paul. Can you just hold on? I want you to listen to this. This is Rand Paul laying down the line with regard to money for Ukraine. With the leadership of the House, the Senate, and the President of the United States on notice. I will not consent to any expedited passage of any spending bill that provides any more American aid to Ukraine. It's as if no one has noticed that we have no extra money to send to Ukraine. Our deficit this year will exceed $1.5 trillion. Wow. Every day this war continues is another spin of the roulette wheel with another chance of it stopping on Armageddon. And we are paying for the privilege. No matter how sympathetic we are to the Ukrainian people, we must put the American people first. Yeah, and it looks and to like, that end... It looks like I, the American people have not been put first. I mean, you look at East Palestine, Ohio, or Lahaina, Maui, and all of this, and, and there's no talk about them. We move right past them, right on to Ukraine. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you think... Uh, it, it looks like uh, Zelensky is between a rock and a hard place. He's meeting with McConnell. He's meeting with others, the two leaders of the houses. Uh, but uh, it, it, it looks like the American people are kind of done with this. Did, did, did he bring along his... Uh transgender American military spokesperson as well. <laughs> did you I mean, see that? Surreal. Did you see that? It, oh. It's absolutely surreal. Listen, I, I love this country and I love our military, but, but I, I don't get any more people. You know, Eisenhower told us to fear the military-industrial complex. You know, yeah. take a look at the track record since, uh, since Eisenhower. It sucks when it comes to our military. Plain and simple. It's become a money laundering operation. You know what just started up again that went out of business in 2017? What? The Clinton what? Global Initiative. And what are they doing? Oh, they're yes. taking donations and they want to rebuild Ukraine. There's going to be graft. There's going to be theft, just like there was in Afghanistan, just like there was in Iraq. And guess what? We, the taxpayers, are going to pay for it. And you know what? The Ukrainian people are paying for it with their lives. When Hillary Clinton opens her mouth yesterday and says there's no negotiating, that's a problem. There has yes. to be negotiation. You need to end this. We're either going to wipe out the entire country, and then all of our oligarchs here in this country are going to rebuild Ukraine. It's sick. Yeah. Listen to this. This is a report from 2001, right after 9-11, from CBS. Listen to this. This is the state of the Pentagon 22 years ago. $2.3 trillion, with a T. That's $8,000 for every man, woman, and child in America. 
To understand how the Pentagon can lose track of trillions, consider the case of one military accountant who tried to find out what happened to a mere 300 million. We know it's gone, but we don't know what they spent it on. Jim Minnery, a former Marine turned whistleblower, is risking his job by speaking out for the first time. Now, that is a report from uh, 2001, and it says that the military, the military, the DOD, had lost $2 trillion. And look at where we are today, Chris. It doesn't look like things have gotten any better. It seems like they've only gotten worse. And, and I would venture to say they've added some uh, new, not military industrial, but certainly uh, disinformation industrial complex, f- big pharma industrial complex, uh, trillions of dollars of our money going to support people in the pipeline in Washington, D.C., while the rest of us suffer. Listen. Um, it, it, whether it be, we, you know, we got the right media, you got the left media here in this yeah. country. For the most part, you also got the, the people that are actually trying to see things for what they are and to be honest. The right and left media, isn't it interesting that they both support this war? And yeah. every single time one comes up that they both support it at the exact same time. I mean, hmm. if you get consensus in the media, then you know what? There's something wrong. There's yeah. something to miss there. And, and that's what we have right now. And now we got, we got all these people. They want to double. There's, there's people taken to the Wall Street Journal this past week want to double our military spending. Where's that money going to come from? We're right now spending almost the same amount of money on our military. We're spending it on interest on our debt. I mean, it's obscene. Yeah, and you know what? I was just reading an article that uh, military barracks around the country are uh, rotting. They are unsafe buildings. We've got, we don't have enough uh, enough uh, ammunition right now. We're sending it to Ukraine. Last year, we heard that the Biden administration was literally steering our recruits and our military to get food stamps. What the hell kind of sense does this make, Chris? No. <laughs> Where's the money going? Where's the money going, man? No, I, I, it, it's at this point in time, it's just disgusting. And, again, I, you know, we got to choose a little bit wiser. And you take a look at these, this cast of characters that we have there, that they parade them on TV all the time. It's the same names and the same faces. You know, I'm doing this ongoing bit on my show. It's called Decision 2024. Is this the best we can do? I mean, come on. <laughs> We've got to do better than this. We've got 330 million people in this country. We create, we build, we've got entrepreneurs. These yeah. are the people that should be running the country, not career bureaucrats. I, I absolutely agree, Chris. I, I want to thank you for joining me today on the show, my friend. Uh, where can people find you on the uh, on social media? Uh, get to uh, actually our website at watchdogonwallstreet.com. The best place you can go to find all of our stuff right there. All right, my brother. It's always good to talk to you. Always good to check in. And uh, I'm, I'm confident in America. I, I think we're going to come together, Chris. But we have so many tribulations to go through right now, so many speed bumps that the government and others are putting in front of us. It's going to be a very bumpy ride, but I think we're going to come out uh, well in the end of it. So uh, God bless you, my brother. Have a glorious week, and we'll talk again soon. You too. Thank you so much. You bet, buddy. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. So uh, we've got all this Merrick Garland audio. <laughs> I promise we, we'll get to it at the top of the next hour. How's that sound? Because I think, you know, the border being overrun and, uh, you know, the budget and all that is, is as or more important than some uh, bureaucrat who needs to drink a glass of water. Uh, Merrick Garland, we'll have all of that coming up here. But in, uh, in, in uh, lovely Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, the new governor, has decided to uh, basically give everybody who has a driver's license the right to vote. Automatic registration. You 
They defy the law in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I guess they never saw the Constitution. No. To which they never adhere. So illegals can vote next year. The Democrats love to cheat in PA. The Democrats love to cheat in PA. That's how Betterman won. Joe Biden, too. If you say so, they'll indict you. The Democrats love to cheat in PA. The Democrats love to cheat. There you go. A nice little version of that. Uh, cheat in PA. I don't want to. I don't want to being able to uh, register to vote. I want it to be voluntary. If you want to vote, you vote. If you want to vote, you you register. If you don't, screw you. But you know this is what this is what Democrats want. They want to load the voter rolls with people who will do what they want. You know, I know in Cincinnati years ago we used to talk about they would have literally they would bus people into precincts in Cincinnati and over the Rhine. And they would load them up with gift cards and bags of groceries. And they would give them, literally, a ballot so they could see how to vote for Democrats. That's what the, and that, that's amateur hour compared to what's going on now. I mean, you've got an apparatus. You've got, a, you've got an apparatus going right now, and they want to double down on it in the next election. So uh, that's, what's, that's what's happening. That's what's happening in the world right now. There's a lot of BS going on. A lot of BS. Oh, the first day of cashless bail in, uh, in uh, Illinois. Delivered absurd and incoherent results. Imagine that. I, I'm sorry if you live in Illinois and you are not affiliated with the Democrat Party. Because, uh, honestly, uh, I remember when I was, uh, when I was in college, I, I'm, I'm first plane ride, I was 21 years old. I know, I'm a farm boy from Iowa. I flew to Chicago, and I, and I just walked along Michigan Avenue, looked up at the buildings, the, the Miracle Mile there, looking up at these buildings out of nowhere from the beach to these buildings, and then, you know, going up in the Sears Tower and, and all of this and, and seeing, like, Marv Dyson, the, uh, the GM of WGCI, arrive in the uh, radio seminar I was at wearing a full-length mink coat. And I was like, damn, I want to live in Chicago. And I've been to Chicago many times, tasted Chicago, seen a lot of blues in Chicago, been to Wrigleyville, went, I mean, all over. And now I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move to Chicago. My son wanted to move to Chicago, so don't move to Chicago. Wait till, uh, you know, they've collapsed and they're picking themselves back up again. But, uh, yeah, the new, the new cashless bail, absurd. McHenry County State Attorney Patrick Keneally is concerned. It's called the uh, Accountability, Equity, and Fairness uh, Act, the SAFE Act, when in effect on uh, September the 18th being signed into law. First day of operating under the Safety Act resulted in the absurd and incoherent results many predicted. With people being released who shouldn't be released, this is just like New York. If you think it's going to be better than New York, if you think it's going to be better than L.A., where people get released for nothing, get released without uh, bail, and then go out and murder and rape and all that stuff, that's what's going to happen. Reports on the very first day of no cash bail, a violent offender arrested for attacking four Chicago police officers, sending two of them to the hospital, was immediately released because the Cook County State's Attorney's Office didn't bother to file a motion to seek detaining the accused are pro- problematic. So a woman literally pepper sprayed four police officers, was arrested, and this was on the Mexican uh, Independence Day festivities, was released. So there you go. So there you go. Got a couple of nice notes here I want to read real quick from you guys. And if you'd like to write me, you can write me at Carson at Newsmax.com. Carson at Newsmax.com. New listener here recently found Newsmax. Love the way y'all sound like you're talking to real people. Don't sound canned, scripted like others. Love your show, how you relate to the rest of us. Jim Gossett deserves an Oscar. Well, actually, he deserves a Grammy because that's the audio version. 
Uh, slaving 16 hours a day for a nonsense wage, supporting the wet dreams of Democrats and, and Republicans. This is from Robert. See my tax fall under Trump to the lowest it's been since the 90s. My Fed tax was a buck 68 every two weeks. When Joe Biden took office, went up to $270 every two weeks. I'm 55. I'd like to retire someday instead of working all these hours seven days a week just to keep above water. This is why that song by Oliver, uh, the, the, the guy, uh, Rich Man North of Richmond, became so popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break and come back. We've got much more on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country. And the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And above all, don't catch the stupid. 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 